0: Alright, what's up guys? Welcome back to episode 18 Uh, We got three of us here today
1: Welcome back to a copy of episode 9 Every (laughs) 9 episodes we have me, Luke, and Jonah alone Now we have to do that every time (laughs) (laughs) Sorry guys, you can't be on the 27th episode (laughs) Is is it 18 today? today is the 18th episode
0: um should we start off with some fun interesting moments that happened sure i find it kind of funny like last episode i talked about how we need to live more through jesus and proclaim his name and then all the things that happened but i'll just start with my story so i i went to uh it was a protest for abortion and um it was me and my dad pam and john fisher that to leave after but there was a lot of people there probably like over a hundred and it was like us four that were against it. Mm -hmm. And we set up a coloring stand. So all the little kids would come color and all the parents were super happy. We had that. But um, (laughs) (laughs) anyways, let's be on the point. Um, We were like, it was all super peaceful and stuff. Like I think I just had this like sense of like, I wasn't afraid to say or do anything, which Mm -hmm. is really cool when you feel that. Cause I would, I would just like literally walk up to all those people And, like, ask him if we could stay and stuff. And I was, like, I had no anxiety at all. And then they somehow let us stay there. Like, it took some convincing, but she let us stay there. After that, it's not her please. It is. They rented it out. Really? Yeah. So, that was cool that they let us stay there. And then, um, after the whole thing was over, um, me... And dad saw these other people from the Catholic Church that were standing over there and they had a bunch of signs. Oh Lord. <laughs> so he walked over there, stood with them. They're all like praying and stuff. I heard I heard the name Mary way more times than I heard the name Jesus. Just saying. Anyways. <laughs> Mother um, Mary would have never aborted Jesus. Okay, <laughs> we're just gonna make that clear. <laughs> Anyways. Um so after the whole thing's over, they had all these speeches and stuff, and some of the like, two of the girls start walking over, and they're, like, talking and, like, talking about how some of the signs have, like, good points and stuff. I'm like, yeah, if you guys want to talk about anything, like, feel free to talk to me. So, like, yeah, sure. Let's So, that we, we'll, like, walk 10 feet back from the signs to start talking. And then all of a sudden, I look around, and I'm surrounded by all these people. And there's, like, news report and stuff, like, asking me questions. <laughs> just me standing there. And I think I did an okay job at answering most of the questions, but there was definitely a little bit overwhelming at times. But, yeah, it was just cool. Um, that I didn't like, I, cause I feel like usually I'm, I'd be scared of situations like that, but it was just peaceful. Well, it's a good chill. thing
1: that you weren't, um, I had to deal with the same thing this week, but you know, I mean, sometimes when we live our life through Jesus, we may not have the most, I don't know how to put it, satisfying life at times that is it kind of um, did feel satisfying though it's just not well caring what other people thought of you and just saying
0: what you believe no Noah, and Noah's is right as a fact is like freeing in a way so. of course
1: well obviously it's god's timing and in this in the sense it uh things might not happen immediately might not make you feel good immediately um and that's why i want to talk about my god moment for the week and so i was working i believe this was on friday and i knew i had like zero people they needed rides because I'm a bellman and I'm a driver. Uh, so I stuck to the bellman role. And I was like, I'm going to help everybody with their bags today. And I'm going to do my job to the best of my ability. So I kept, I was ringing in people because we had 84 arrivals that night. Thanks. And so there was a lot of people that were going to need help. And so I just kept bringing them in, kept doing it, going on. And there was this one one time. It was about an hour span where I'd helped about three people and none of them had tipped me. And I was like, (laughs) like three different groups, not a single one had tipped me. I was like, okay, whatever, it's not that big of a deal. And so, but there was another one, this older Asian man, with his either his wife or his daughter. (laughs) Sorry, I'm not sure. Never don't ask. Um, but. Yeah, so he comes over. I help him with all of his bags, and they're, like, on a pretty far floor. So I get all their bags undone and everything. And I was in the elevator, and I remember me... (laughs) kind of mockingly saying this, I go, oh, it's what Jesus would do. (laughs) As I was like pulling out the cart, because I was kind of upset, because I definitely did not think these people were going to tip me at all. So I go and I put all their stuff in there. I hang all their stuff up in the closet, put all their bags in their room, everything, you know, that I'm supposed to do. And so I'm walking out of the room and I run into them. And they go, oh, thank you so much. Like, we much appreciate all that. I'm like, don't worry about it. It's my job, that kind of thing. And so I wasn't, I was like, yeah, they're not tipping me. And so the door shuts. I'm standing right at the elevator. And I'm like, oh, well, I mean, it's what Jesus would have done, even if it didn't benefit him. And then all of a sudden, the old guy comes back out. He opens up the door. He goes, hey, hey, hey. And I'm like, hello? And he's like, here, here. And he hands me a 10. And I'm like, oh, okay, well. So, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like not, all the time, are you going to get everything you expect? And then also, um, two out of those three people actually tipped me yesterday instead of two days ago because they didn't have oh, cash nice. on them at the time. But it's not going to be immediate, some things in life. You're not going to, if you do good, it's not always going to catch up to you at that very instant. Um, may take a couple hours, days, months. May take till you're in heaven. Yeah. So, so it's always good to remember that, Good things come to those who wait and good things come to those who don't complain about the fact that there are bad things in their life when those good things are about to come. That's cool.
0: <laughs> what was the next subject? The first subject. Do we, do we want to re, uh, restate our...
1: Oh, um, yeah. So in light of recent controversy, and we're not going to go into it too much um, because it was something more personal in our lives that we've had to discuss with people. Um, but anyway, things happened. I'm just going to leave it at that. We wanted to remind each and every one of our viewers, whether you like us or you don't, um, why we started this podcast. And so I think we're going to all go around and we're going to say a couple of words as to why we decided to start this podcast rather than just, you know, letting you figure it out for yourselves. We had an intention <laughs> behind it. So yeah. go ahead, Luke, because Luke was the first person to actually start this podcast. He came to us one day and he said, hey, guys i want to start a podcast and we were like well we don't have a room we don't have a room and he goes and he goes no there's one right down there so we ended up recording this because one of our our good people at this church he uh let us use this room and so yeah luke was the starter of it all he was the uh, original he was the he was fire the match. starter so to say <laughs> he was the match to the to the fire and so tell us luke why why did you want to start the podcast
0: Yeah, so, I mean, my whole life I've just felt like I haven't had the courage slash the platform to share God's Word because I've been homeschooled. So it's kind of hard in that circumstance to be an example, I guess, or a light, you could say, except to your own siblings, which is, you know, not fun most of the time. (laughs) But um, (laughs) So I just felt like there was – I also saw a lack in having – something where it would be young kids talking about their faith and not just like older men mostly sitting in a room, like all super serious or watching sermons of older Mm -hmm. people. And, um, so yeah, I just wanted a platform where people could come relate to us and our experiences and have a place where they can hear truth that like also connects to our experiences, but things that we know are true and that they can, um, gain, knowledge from and also be entertained so they watch it in a way so Mm -hmm.
1: i think we've created that here which is awesome um so yeah nice and i remember luke uh, when we would meet for Bible study, a lot of the time Luke would be like, "Yeah, we're learning about this, but when are we going to start sharing it?" Yeah, and yeah. he would always be so hard pressing about that because he he always wanted to share it, but I've never he never really knew how to until I guess he came up with this idea. And and every time <laughs> I like ask how like when are we going to share, he's like, "You guys aren't ready for that yet." <laughs> Which I mean is fair. I mean sometimes like, all definitely... you need to know is what Jesus did for you, and that's it. Yeah. Well. So. Um, what's it called i mean you were gonna your idea one of them was that bible animation thing that chris mentioned but oh yeah he when said i was that little th- i made bible animations but he said that this was much better
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> so anyway I mean, if, if i pursued that as hard as i
0: did this it'd be pretty pretty awesome as well sure it would
1: <laughs> anyway go ahead jonah explain to us why did you want to start this podcast
2: um i didn't really start it i just kind of joined i guess I was why on did the, you want to join I this was on, podcast. i was on the roster um it's fun i like doing it and it helps me grow my faith personally a lot um and yeah it's it's just good to, to talk about stuff like this i think
1: well, why good. is it good to talk
0: about this John? No, okay. let's dive a little deeper here no <laughs>
1: okay <Wolfgang. laughs> so the reason why i agreed to be on the podcast um well, I, I guess I didn't really have a say. <laughs> I mean, yeah, say. I didn't. I mean, you kind of were like, all right, we're doing a podcast now. And we're all like, okay, well, let's just go ahead and do it. So the reason, as I've come to discover, the reason why we wanted to start this podcast was because, as Luke said, there wasn't many young people out there who were doing something like this. We wanted to give kind of a hope and someone to, or something, something to relate to to a lot of kids who may not have people like it's a friend group who's christian because i know we've gotten questions about that where people are like hey i don't have christian friends and i don't know how to open up about that which is why we're here we're here to discuss topics that you guys can suggest to us or we typically come up with them ourselves and then we also answer questions that you guys have for us and so the reason why i personally wanted to start the podcast was yes because we needed to spread the word and because we also wanted to kind of grow our own faith in a way because this is definitely something that has helped me and others do that. Um, but the number one thing for me was I wanted to give a hope and I wanted to give someone something to relate to when it comes to Christianity because some people don't have an influence like, like we might have. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's good. I
0: wanted to give that to people. Well, sweet. Um, should we hop right into the main subject of this podcast, do you guys think? Sure so it's called trusting god not man so i think this is one of the hardest things to do as a christian is Mm
1: -hmm. trusting god and not the world slash mankind yeah and i what how do you think what's a what's kind of a standpoint that shows that someone's trusting god do you think like what's an action um
0: definitely when you're When there's when every when all the odds are against you in a way, Mm -hmm. but you choose to do the right thing, in a sense, or the thing you know God would be approving of. That's Mm -hmm. that's I mean it's a really broad example. Yeah, well I understand.
1: I
2: think for me like two big examples that come or three I guess um, that come to my mind right away would be Noah, um, Joseph, and Abraham. Mm -hmm. um no because he built the ark for like 150 years while everyone was making fun of him Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and uh, um joseph because even though he was falsely accused of um of rape and stuff he still went to jail and he just took it and he came out of that a much stronger man and um abraham because he almost sacrificed his own son and everything
1: yeah and and job that was another job. Most of the characters in the Bible, you, yeah. they can relate to this at some point. So you can obviously tell that <clears throat> trusting God is a giant, an enormous standpoint and pinpoint, basically, in a spiritual leader. So if you're not trusting God, if you don't have faith in Jesus, then you're not going to be able to develop as a Christian, in my personal opinion. Because if you don't sit there and you say, hey, God, I'm giving this to you, God, i I thank you for putting me in this situation because I know something good is going to come out of it. I feel as if that's something that you need in order to mature as a Christian. It's the thing that saves you. I mean, if trust, if you didn't trust God
0: or even, I guess there's different levels of trust, Mm -hmm. but in the basic sense, if you don't trust God, then are you safe? Like Salvation comes from trusting God and knowing what he did mm-hmm. and that he's real. Yeah. So, so that's the basic level of trusting God It's knowing that he's real and, and his son died for your sins that you're saved. That's the first level of trust with God I think we come to.
1: Yeah. And we're not saying that it's something that is going to come immediately as something that's easy. For instance, when Jesus told Peter to walk on the water, Peter saw Jesus doing it. Mm-hmm. He knew it could be done because obviously he was doing it. So, but Peter still started slipping into the water yep. because he wasn't having faith. He wasn't trusting in Christ. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, that's, you can go ahead. I was done. Um, <laughs> I think
2: the biggest part in trusting God would actually be faith. If you look at stories in the Bible as well, like Gideon, when he repeatedly asks for more and more signs that it's actually like... Um, that he's actually supposed to attack that camp with the people he has. He asks, can you make the grass wet and not the fleece? Can you make the fleece wet and not the grass? And so he lacked faith. But once he was able to see that, he gained faith. And
0: then, therefore, he trusts God. What do you think is the difference between trust and faith um, in the word definition? That's... So, (laughs) in my opinion, I was... Because, like, trust, belief, and faith... They all kind of mean the same thing in my head. But so, I know there's, like, small differences. I think I think it's in the, in the level of believing something, not just of pure fact, but also yeah, of I spiritual. Say. I think
2: trust comes from maybe, like, worldly concrete things. Like, I trust, for instance, if I'm climbing, I trust my
1: harness. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. I'm... Um, because it, we use the word trust and faith so interchangeably. Well, like, it's the same I, word. I personally... I totally agree with Jonah. So when God gives you something in the world and he says, this is a situation you're going to have to deal with and you say, God, I trust you. But then God doesn't give you anything for heaven. Like there's no, I mean, of course we have our own personal experiences, but there's no hard, solid, concrete evidence for anything besides the fact that all the stories and everything like that, which is evidence. Don't get me wrong, but some people may not take it as such because if there was obviously like a solid concrete thing that no one could ever argue with, then every single person would be a Christian and every single person would be saved. So something like heaven, you have to have faith with, which you're still trusting God, but it's not trusting God with a worldly thing. It's trusting God with something that's higher than the world. I agree with, yeah, what you said, but I think even if everyone knew God
0: existed, not everyone would be saved. Yeah, of course which is unfortunate
2: um but yeah uh That's when, what it, yeah, when it for. really boils <laughs> down to it i think trust is stuff in um worldly things physical things mm-hmm. that you can feel and Scientific faith is facts, yeah, faith, faith is, is things that you uh that they stuff it spiritual sense spiritual sense things yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. is there any other words there's trust faith
0: belief um but anyways i think like you asked me before how do you see trust in god i think it's when you take It's like the fruit you produce. That's kind of what we come back to a lot. It's like if you have trust and belief and faith in God, you'll produce fruits off that belief. Because if you know something's just like, for instance, if I knew Jonah was going to do this, then I would do this in response. So there's always, there's always a response to believing
1: in something if you know it's true. Yeah. So the way that I, one of the, one of the uh, pillars of, of trusting God, I personally believe is that when you're put into a bad situation and you feel as if, there could be no good coming from this and you feel as if maybe you might be alone or or something might have gone wrong to where you're hurt know that when it comes to trusting god what i personally do um i forget i know it's in 1st thessalonians but it says um trust uh Trust God in all situations for this is His will, or this is His will for you in Jesus Christ. I don't remember exactly how it goes, but I know that's one of them. And so um, yeah, I just I want to say that because the first thing that I do, when something bad goes wrong in my life, when I start praying is I say, God, thank you for putting me in this situation because I know there's something that's going to come out of it. And that's not an easy thing to do. and it, it's been really hard for me to do that not just recently, but just in my entire life, um, Christian life, that is, uh, it's it's not easy to say, hey, God, I know that you're going to have something good come from this uh, when something bad happens.
0: Yeah. I think that's also, too, like a kind of a way to see your level of trust is do you only pray to God when something goes wrong and trust in him and then? Or do you, everything's going fine and everything's going perfect, do you also pray to him then and seek his wisdom and his Knowledge and His Word when things are going good, and not just when they're going bad. Yeah, like, that's like a different level of trust mm-hmm. when you seek when His g- advice, even when things are seemingly going well for you.
2: When things know? are going well, I think it's so easy to forget. Yeah, who put you there? Um, and for the things you there, like sometimes, like I mean, I'm guilty of it a lot as well. There's only certain times where I'll catch myself thanking thanking Him for stuff that goes really well in my life, but it's really important because it's. Yeah, he put you there for that reason, and you find yourself going to him, like, almost every time something goes wrong.
1: Yeah, so I guess the question of maturity is, if if God, or if Jesus, that is, because we wouldn't be able to see God, if Jesus were standing at the bottom of a cliff, and he told you to jump because he'd catch you, would you do it? And against all other things, I mean, you knew it was Jesus, it wasn't just like a... Mm -hmm. Yeah. So would you do it? And that's kind of the question, because I know many people who are Christians who still would be like, I don't, I don't, I don't trust like that. (laughs) But so I, I personally believe that many people, although they may not be, I guess, they may not be going against what God says, and therefore they're not trusting him that way. I think they can still like use the word and say, okay, this is right. And some people still won't make that jump. And I still see that as a concern among many yeah. Christians. I mean, I think you can,
0: like Kyle brought up that example of when someone's in court. For mm-hmm. Je, if you were in court for Jesus, would you have enough wit, or would the witnesses say that yes, this man is a man of God, or he believes in Jesus? Yeah. He's guilty of that. Yeah, that that kind of shows your trust too. If the other people can tell that you believe in this thing, because if you don't, if people are like, "Oh, I didn't even know he was Christian," or "I didn't even like," it doesn't seem that way. That kind of shows your your fruits again, your actions mm-hmm. not responding into trusting in something that is real. So
1: something that always stuck with me when I read it was <clears throat> do your friends describe you as Christian? Like if you are to be if someone is describing you to someone random, are I think they we going solidified to that fact this week. <laughs> yeah. Well, are they gonna say you're a Christian? Like for instance, my brother, um, he is gay obviously. He doesn't really mm. like Christianity too much. However, When he meets new people and they ask about me, do you want to know what he tells them? He tells them I'm a Christian, and that's what I want, although it may be used in a negative connotation in that sense. Um, If people are telling other people I'm a Christian, I'm doing something in which I'm following Christ, and that's why I feel comfortable with that. And I mean, some people may take it as a bad thing because it is a negative connotation that he's using it in, but I don't really see too much of a problem with it, as long as he's not bashing on me too much. Yeah, that's cool. Sweet. Well, I mean, I have some cool Bible verses that kind
0: of talk about this. There's, there's a lot in the Bible that talks about trusting God and not man. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll start just reading some of those, and you can also see kind of what things come out of when you trust in God. So Psalm 146, Do not put your trust in princes and human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those who help, whose help is in the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He is the maker of heaven and earth and sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fearless and the widow, the fatherless and the widow. But he... frustrates the ways of the wicked. So,
1: I mean, so, the last
0: part didn't really talk yeah. about trusting God, but...
1: Well, I mean, it's funny that you bring this up, because I was reading a book last night that Nana gave me. It's called Knowing God by Dave Duell, And, um, she, it basically the guy talks about how he met somebody who who, um, is an Australian like, minister. And he originally was a locksmith, in which he would break into safes for, like, prisoners and things like that. And he ended up Getting put into jail, and while he was in jail, he met Jesus face to face, and soon after he was released from prison. So I mean, it's it when it said um, when it said the Lord sets prisoners free, that's kind of what I thought about. I thought it was a cool uh, relation, but yeah, um, that that song kind of what uh, I think
2: about when it says the Lord sets prisoners free is when um, Paul was in jail and he uh, he made the earthquake. That
1: has yeah. a little
0: literal sense on that. Yeah, yeah. It has
1: a literal sense, um, but yeah, that pretty much summed up what we said. So uh, yeah. thank you, Luke. And um, I mean, there's a lot more verses
0: that we can read, but like, well, pretty all all of them just say it's better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in man.
1: So yeah, cast your cares on the Lord, and He will sustain you, and He will never let the righteous be shaken. Um, and then my personal favorite one, uh, this one. Was brought to me by Chris uh, during on Wednesday morning when uh, when everything was going down. We were doing campaigners, which is basically during young life. We have breakfast every morning, talk about God and things like that, just to check in. And uh, so Proverbs three five through six says, "Trust in the ways, or trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him, and He will make your paths straight." And so, like I said. When I'm praying, I say to God, hey, I know that this is something that I don't understand why it happened. This is something that might hurt me. This might be something that could go wrong badly. However, I'm trusting that you're going to use it for good, and that's why I'm okay with it. And that's why I don't fear anything about it. And
0: it's like a trust fall, too. Once you start trusting God and actually acting upon it, the more you do it, it's like a trust fall with a friend. The more you trust that they're going to catch you. Mm -hmm. So... The first leap is always the hardest, but once you keep doing it, it gets easier and easier. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah, this is also a good Bible verse. Isaiah two twenty two 22 um, says, stop trusting in mere humans who have but a breath in their nostrils. Why hold them in esteem? So that kind of goes back to the influence thing. Like why look to mere mortals for influence when you could look <laughs> to the creator for the real influence, you know? Yeah. But yeah. I think we pretty much uh,
1: solidified that. So, uh-huh, Psalm. Um, yeah, so next subject we're going to do is called the verse study. Hey, and um, with that, we uh, I chose this verse two weeks ago, but we never end up actually going into it. Um, it's Matthew twelve thirty two, And it says, anyone who speaks a word against the son of man will be forgiven. But anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. And so my question to you guys and to myself (laughs) was kind of why does jesus care about the holy spirit but not not himself he doesn't care if there's blaspheming against himself um do you want me to say answer because does that mean that it's does that mean they're separate or does that mean like Jesus was just being a humble person or what, what do you come up with? what did you come up with? I like? mean, so before I even like tried to start answering the
0: question, I, I read the rest of the verse. So I think it's a little helpful to start at the top because it does kind of repeat itself, but I think it's just helpful. So I start at Matthew twelve thirty. 30, is not with me is against me and who does not gather with me scatters. And so I tell you every kind of sin and slander can be forgiven, but blasphemy against the Holy spirit will not be forgiven. So we've talked about the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, which mm-hmm. I think the this the part you just read is also talking about in a sense. Yeah. Um. So then this part Wolfgang just read. So my answer to that is, God doesn't get offended necessarily if like, of course he hates sin, but he's 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 going to forgive it. Mm-hmm. So if you're offended at something, you don't necessarily forgive it, right? So, so long
1: as you accept that forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So he forgives that. So like using his name in vain, all that stuff can be ta- like forgiven. But when you take the Holy Spirit and you say, leave me, I'd have w- nothing to do with you. That's the thing God sent down to us to communicate to him through the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is our link from our earthly bodies to God. Mm-hmm. So if we take that bridge and we say, I don't want that bridge anymore, take it away. It's almost like being like blocking someone. I feel like on, on, Instagram or, you know, just blocking someone, blocking that person's number so they can't call you again in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So can you unblock them? Can you unblock this Holy Spirit? I think that's up to God to decide, but yeah.
1: Well, so if you, if you choose not, you know how they say all sins are forgiven once you accept Jesus and then you go from there. I, I have a firm belief that even the unforgivable sin is forgiven if you come to know Jesus. And so if you blaspheme... The question is, though, can you even commit that sin without previously knowing Jesus? That'll be a whole other discussion that we go over. But uh, yeah, so... What I personally think is I had to look at the context of this, and this is where I believe Jesus healed a man on the Sabbath. He healed his his hand. He cast demons out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so they started accusing him of being like a son of Satan and all that. And so they pretty much said he was casting out demons with in the Satan's name of power, Satan. which yeah. is
0: dumb because Satan wouldn't cast out his own soldiers. Yeah.
1: But, so uh, what I decided to go through and say here was – you have to look at the context of it, obviously. And so when the Pharisees said that he was someone of Satan, um, he snapped back and said that, look, I understand that you do not understand that I am the son of God <laughs> and that I am God. Bit of a flex right pretty there. Much. Um, so I'm going to forgive you. and But in the future, if you do not except the gift, which I will be leaving you once I leave, which is the Holy Spirit, um, there is no saving for you, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I think it matters more on the context than anything else um, because he was talking to people here. He wasn't just saying it to a crowd. Yep. Um, so he was saying, you will be forgiven. However, don't... <laughs> Don't leave this next gift that I give you alone. Actually use it and accept it because if you don't, there could be bad consequences to that.
0: Yeah, and I think in this circumstance you're specifically talking about, don't attribute my works to Satan.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. I almost think the Pharisees knew he was the son of God, but if that was going to be true, then they were not going to have the level of authority they did. Mm-hmm. And so they almost tried to maybe trick the people. This is this is just my per sinking but i think they were just
2: looking for literally anything they could use against this guy because mm-hmm.
1: jesus
0: was perfect so they wouldn't be
2: ever able to find anything but yeah they,
1: they were just. Well, i mean many of the pharisees didn't i guess didn't they not believe in the scrolls of isaiah and things like that because there were there was the torah which was like the first five books of the bible or something like that I'm, i don't pretty know pretty sure they the whole new this. testament and they still the do. old testament yeah they they didn't have the new testament at that time yeah yeah obviously but i, I was saying like Jewish people as a whole, because how would they believe in the prophecy of Jesus? Or sorry, how could they see the prophecy of Jesus and not believe that Jesus was... They they believe they in the, the prophecy, but they don't think it's been fulfilled yet. They don't yeah. think Jesus they, was the one they who fulfilled don't it.
2: don't think it's been fulfilled.
1: That baffles me.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: but yeah, so that's me. kind of our uh, our understanding on that verse. You got to look at context and things like that. So um, we're
0: going Just to... Don't um, block Jesus.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, in the sense,
0: like, if if you're like... Forget about Jesus. It's pretty much just like leaving him unread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you block someone for life, that's that point where yeah, we gotta, you gotta put have it, no contact with them anymore, and God lets you do whatever you want. You gotta and, put it into uh, Gen Z terms here, yeah. so that way everyone <laughs> will understand. I'm actually I just came up with that example. That's pretty good. Well, good for you, Luke. <laughs> anyway,
1: here's a question, Jonah. Would you like to read it?
2: If you could be placed to witness a book in the Bible, which book would you like to be placed in? For example, the Book of Revelations to see what will happen in the end times okay well um i guess i'll go first um (laughs) not revelation because i'm probably gonna see that anyway
1: well (laughs) the thing about revelation that's kind of cool and i'm not trying to like rip on anything that you're saying on my party bro but a lot of like in revelation john says a lot of the time I'm not allowed to share that. And if you were there and you could actually see what he wasn't allowed to share, that would be pretty cool. That's but true. It might be your worst nightmare though. So. Yeah, that's true. I mean, <laughs> you it might could have anxiety be anxiety for the rest of your life. It could be something <laughs> really good or something really bad. But either way, it would be nice to know, but I probably would never want to know that until I was, you know, done with life. Yeah, For, yeah.
2: for me, um, I think it would be in the book of Genesis when he's creating everything.
0: That was my answer.
1: Ah, I have a different answer than you two. I would want to be um, in one of the four Gospels. I'd want to witness Jesus. I'd want to see That's him. That's a good point, actually. Um, Jesus so I mean, was also in Genesis, though. Next yeah, to God, well, chillin'. sure. Not but, in the bodily form he is in but I get the to, Gospel. But but I get to watch him over years of, like, doing all of his miracles and everything like that. You that would be, be a so, babysitter. I wouldn't be Jesus' babysitter. would be a saint, well, bro. Well,
2: <laughs> okay, well, the book of Genesis arguably lasts 7,000 years.
0: Okay, I, so
2: well, I'm
1: not. That'd s- be pretty cool. Wait,
0: are you saying we can be in a whole chapter of the Bible?
1: Yeah, like, like a whole book a of the a Bible.
0: Because that's not possible in some chapters, because it like skips around in history. But well, okay, whatever. I going to be in the It's pons. like if you were.
1: It's like if you were <laughs> just sitting up in the sky next to God, like, hey, look, this is unfolding here. It's not like, it's not like you were there. Have you the guys
0: empire? seen the TikToks? God and angel. No. what <laughs> it's pretty funny never
1: mind so it's not like you were there it's like you're more like a spectator of it yeah you're not okay. actually like you don't you can't interact with yeah the people. it's that's not like you're time traveling and just <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: another topic do you guys think that in the creation it took god six days or it took him six thousand years
1: um, well, it I says it six days, it says six well, days. Well,
2: what's, what's your definition of God's day? Cause some people think it's a thousand years and some people think it's okay. Just well, a
1: day. it says in the Bible for in heaven, a day is a thousand years and in a thousand years is a day. So, mm-hmm. I mean, time, I don't believe is actually a constraint in heaven. So God well, created, he created time. Well, so 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 of course point. I'm saying, do you
0: know where it says that though? But it's not, I know it does say that, but years. Yeah, I when i see yeah. when i see creation yeah. i think of the week as we have now and on the seventh day we rest so in that term it would be literal days so did he relax for a thousand years
2: and then after <laughs> that thousand years was over adam was like all right now it's time to send and not
1: how many netflix shows you could binge so on. here it is um, thousand years. this is the king james 21 version uh But beloved, do not be ignorant of this one thing. That with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and as a thousand years as one day. So I I don't don't, think
2: maybe I don't think that means it literally. I think it means that
1: God can literally make time. whatever. That's what I was saying. I said time is not a constraint to the person who created time. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I want to go back in time to figure out this answer. Okay. In Genesis.
2: Perfect. Genesis. All right. I want to see how
1: God molded this place. I still want to be in. I still want to see Jesus. I'm sorry. (laughs) You would see Jesus. Well, okay, I want to see him do everything that he did. That would be really cool for me. Especially yeah. like
2: the, that would be cool. The resident's reactions. Walking on water or when he's descending into heaven.
1: Yeah. Ascending into heaven.
0: <laughs> Same difference. Descending Same means you're going down. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, John, you wanna uh, read the next question? Or whoever wants to read all it. Alright.
2: This is via Maggie. I'm not gonna say your last name because I don't wanna, I don't want to butcher it, Wolfgang. I just see so probably butchered it anyway. I don't care. <clears throat>
1: Great, Sorry, nice Maggie, thing. for Wolfgang. <laughs> um, wait, you, hold on, hon. Tell us if we got—if I got that right. Just so we're clear. Okay, go.
2: <laughs> do you think your personal education type, public and homeschooled, has influenced your relationship with God in a good or a bad way? Who do you think struggles more?
1: So, you two are homeschooled. Sure. This is the first time I've been outnumbered by homeschooled kids. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. So, um, tell me. What do you think uh what do you what is your personal opinion either the first or second one do you think that your personal education type influenced your relationship or do you think or, and also uh who do you think struggles more so go ahead what okay so
0: it obviously depends a lot on a lot more situations than just being going to a public school and going to school at your house mm-hmm. um i will say going to school at your house with parents that are strong believers and that know the truth will give you a very very strong foundation as if you went to public school from a very young age you're immediately taught contradicting things to what your parents think so it makes your foundation not as strong in some sense but it's, it depends on the person like we can see Wolfgang he's gone to public school and look at him now maybe his whole life hasn't been as you know easy as it would be if he wasn't homeschooled but or as if he were homeschooled but I think it just depends on the pe- people. Because, like, Jonah, it, it depends on the people you surround yourself with, right? Because a lot of pe- times people think homeschoolers are just at their house all by themselves and know nobody else, which is kind of the case for me. <laughs> but for Jonah, like, he, he'll he go out and has all these big friend groups. So he's almost part of the high school in a way because he just knows so many of them. And in that sense, he, he cares what they think, which is almost what happens when you go to that school all the time. Yeah. Um, so I think it just depends on yeah, the it, person It but depends on like so, what kind of yeah. homeschooled
1: you are Homeschooled, not Blend and then, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, It's like it's, those
0: circle charts And is like in the middle <laughs> yeah. no,
2: it's, I think it really depends on what kind of homeschooled you are Like if you're in a homeschooled where you're with for Either other homeschoolers or, um, or in your Relationship with like a church Or other friends so like I did Or you if you're it? on like a farm And all you know is like
0: your mom
1: Mm-hmm. So, like community and friend group versus no community. In yeah, future. find a
0: strong Christian community. Either way, if you're homeschooled or if you're not, because that's super important. In both scenarios. Okay. So, I don't think there's a big difference between each of them as long as you have a good community that you can go to um, to find inspiration and answers and wisdom from.
1: And yeah, also love. The so, Lord. I don't think that my public education has personally had much of an influence on my religion. Um, I've never had, like, teachers... Bible baseball. Completely stir- that was church. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Um, but I don't think that... Yeah, my teachers never really, like, ripped directly on Christianity. Sure, they taught me, like, evolution and things like that, but what teacher doesn't now? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean... In high school today, some people, they try to uh, challenge me. And I don't think that that's a bad thing, necessarily. I've said this multiple times in my past. The reason why I'm so firm on my stand in Christianity is because I've been challenged my entire life mm-hmm. from it. And I mean, I'm not saying obviously not my entire life because I was an atheist, but I'm saying I've had objections to Christianity my entire life, even if I agreed with those objections. And now I've been able to research those, and I've been able to go in, look in the Word, and be like, okay, well, that makes more sense now. Um, I've researched many other religions uh, in terms of how they might connect with the Bible. And I'll go into that a whole nother episode. I'm not ready for that yet. Um, but, yeah, I want I wanted to discuss... Uh, want to discuss things with people, and I already am discussing. I have a couple of meetings with other students uh, soon about my faith because they want to know. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to talk to them. Yeah, Wolfgang really can't do. go
2: anywhere without being challenged about anything. Yeah, His so, house, school,
1: I, <laughs> Yeah, I'm in used public. to it, besides the church, of course. I mean, I'm used to it, though, and that's kind of why I feel as if every single time that my faith is tested, I consider it a good thing because it always, in the end— Makes my relationship with Christ grow higher and grow stronger.
0: Well, yeah, it challenges you. It makes you think about things.
2: It's almost like working a muscle in a way. Yeah, exactly. I think it's like training for a skill. For instance, if you were playing football, this is probably a bad example, um, but you're training for football all your life, but you never, like, in, like, every day, but you've never used those skills ever. And That's kind right. of what like homeschooling it's, is. It's, you always
0: yeah. learn the material and the subject and what's true. But it's harder to exercise that like we were talking about like trusting God. It's harder to actually act upon those things.
2: Thanks for completely blowing my example out of the water. But um <laughs> anyway, you play football you're training for football, you never use it, and then like Wolfgang, he trades for football and he uses it because he plays football. That was a crappy analogy, I'm cutting myself out. Luke,
1: continue. <laughs> 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 it wasn't even that bad of an analogy. Yeah, it was pretty good. Okay, anyway. Are we good on that, or do we need to discuss more? Ooh, I like the next question. Let's go, Wolfgang. Let's dive deep. Okay, so the next question. (laughs) You're concerning me. The next question is, can Christian couples hug or kiss while they date, and what are the boundaries? Nope, no premarital eye contact (laughs) from at least 50 yards. So, I mean... I've kind of been the only one to really been in, like, a serious long-term relationship here. Um, so, (laughs) So I'm just going to say that I personally don't think it's, like, a sin necessarily to kiss and hug while you date. But try to avoid lustful things. Because
2: yeah. one thing leads to another, yeah. and then...
1: I mean, people used to try to argue that, for instance, marijuana was like a gateway drug. They're like, oh, one day they're doing weed, the next they're doing crack. <laughs> and it's like, that's not true. Crystal but, math. However, it is kind of true for if you are constantly making out with the person, you're probably going to end up wanting to go farther, and you're probably going to end up doing it anyways. Um, so just try to try to avoid, I guess, being being completely caught up in that act at all times um but it isn't like if you're if you're cooking or something and your wife or not wife sorry sorry i'm thinking about this in my future um your <laughs> girlfriend walks on by and she like it's like oh it smells great honey she, it's like it's not that's not a sin that's just love and it's not lust so i personally don't think it's a bad thing quiet i don't think it's a bad thing um but yeah, I mean some Christians might. Some some This Christians,
2: is actually a really controversial thing yeah, in the Christians church Some Christians don't
1: actually kiss
2: until they're, until married. they're married. Yeah. And then they eat each other's faces off <laughs> of the <laughs> altar. It's really weird to watch. Kyle <laughs> like
1: Kyle actually showed yeah, us. Yeah, he showed about us a
2: it. video and I'm still kinda traumatized, <laughs> but it was like two a- piranhas <laughs> <laughs> <There's- laughs> Yeah, no. Yeah,
1: um you need a little bit of practice before you head on up <laughs> at the altar there. But um yeah, so some Christians don't kiss until they're like at the altar across from the person. Which I mean, if that's what you're into go Good. ahead no, like, we're not
0: we're not telling you how to live your life
2: but, we're not uh, gonna
1: staff you yeah think uh, for make
2: sure people, no one's filming that so that i don't look <laughs> like at that anymore
0: i think it's different for everybody like it's harder for some people to like have those desires and yeah like you guys are i, I, I completely agree with what wolfgang said but just make sure it doesn't lead to that lustful desire where you're eventually gonna take it too far mm-hmm. so
1: yeah well i'm glad we answered that one pretty say your name. Thanks. Yeah, go ahead. Butcher (laughs) that one.
2: Butcher that one, Wolfgang.
0: (laughs) T-A-R-I-Q. Oh, (laughs) bro.
1: We're sorry. We're really... T-A-R-I-Q. Tariq. It's like Iraq. Tariq? Tariq.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm going to...
1: I'm going to go with that. Tell us if we got that right. (laughs) All right, so we have a question from Cole O'Connor from Instagram. How does keeping a journal for writing about the Bible slash prayer help you uh with your journey uh and benefit us as christians nice turned into so Luke who actually a <laughs> yeah. well i've worded that terribly because sometimes i have to sit there with my phone and i'll like copy it but okay kind like, of reword it so yeah on this one who actually keeps a journal here prayers bibles whatever
0: you know honestly the podcast kind of is my journal just me
1: yeah to be honest
2: it's just you so i have i have a i have a folder in my phone called god moments i'll write in there whenever i f- experience a good one <laughs> that is definitely the thumbnail for this video um <laughs> <laughs> uh, i ha- <laughs> i have a uh, I have a i have a note folder on my phone and i'll write god moments in there every once in a while and um other than that um oh dreams too if i have like a really extravagant weird dream i'll write that one down too but that's about it um wow gosh
1: i didn't think i was alone in this guys. i'm sorry wolfgang it's maybe okay. we should bring aiden and matthew on here and you guys can aiden all... has a prayer journal matthew also has a prayer journal i know
2: that's what i'm saying maybe oh, you guys okay. can all
1: collaborate so okay kawabalay. gosh then i should have saved it for them yeah you should have God,
2: We'll man. do this well, maybe i'll just cut this entire thing out
1: no nah, it's okay so anyway i keep <laughs> all of my uh my journal here, I keep everything in there pretty much. Every time God speaks to me, every time I want to talk to God, every time I read God's Word and want to put it in there, pretty much everything I put in there when it comes to my, my faith. And, I mean, some people see that as a bad thing because if I lose that, there goes a lot of my uh, my work. But, uh, oh, even questions for the podcast and things like this, I'll write it down in there. So cool. your question might be in there somewhere. Um if
2: i were to have, ever have a journal it would be one of those pink ones that says my little journal and it would have a little padlock on it and it would be really cute
1: <laughs> they have like the a unicorn on the front yes yes okay oh speaking of which wait hold on does satan have by the way this is from an anonymous user uh off of tiktok they had like user one two eight nine six whatever there i don't care um i just said user nice. uh does satan have powers to answer prayers that's a deep one. Okay.
2: Um, I don't know if there's more to that question, but no, that's not. it. Okay. So, to me, right, uh-huh. Satan can hear your prayers if you're here if you're praying them out loud, out loud and yes. he can he can give you what you think you want, not
1: what you think you need. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I I keep it in my mind. I keep it as a thing where I say, I, I refer to it as a two step plan. So, for instance. You might pray for something out loud, maybe on accident or whatnot, but you might pray for something out loud, and that thing might come true, and then you realize that all of a sudden that thing led to another thing that was not so good. And so sometimes you might think, hey, that was from Satan and not from God. Yeah, and Satan, you've been fooled.
2: Satan absolutely has power in this world. There's a good example in um, Exodus where... I think we mentioned this last podcast. I'm not sure, but, um, Moses throws down his staff and it turns into a snake. And then, um, Pharaoh has his two magicians and they throw down their staffs and they turn into snakes as well. And he's using, and they were using Satan's power to do that. Now, God is always stronger than Satan because of course, God being God, he makes his snake eat the other two weakling snakes. Um,
1: and then he killed all the
2: firstborns. (laughs) 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 Pretty much. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But yeah, Satan Satan can do stuff. Not as well as God, but he has powers. Luke, I'm seeing your awful spelling of syatia. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, Satan can do almost anything except get you into heaven. So there you go. Which is why a lot of celebrities have been like, uh, I mean, this is a theory. Ooh, that's obviously. another topic, selling souls. Yeah. Well, we're not going to get into that right now. Um, but yeah, some celebrities have like prayed satan and sold their souls as jonah said in order to get the rich and fame that they have now and these people obviously aren't moral people but we're not going to get too much into that we'll talk about it another subject <coughs> or another time yeah so Go i ahead. guess my
0: opinion i'll first touch on the praying out loud thing i'm not sure if i yeah, i don't see that anywhere say in the bible i pray out loud all the time but if, when I'm if Satan can head. turn sticks into snakes, I think he can also know what you're going to th- be thinking.
1: Well, okay, so the way that I've seen it. So God is omniscient, which means he knows everything. He knows your thoughts. Uh, Satan is not. Satan is kind of in real time. He can't, like, see into the future. He can't look at, well, he can look into the past, obviously. Um, but Satan knows human nature because he's literally seen it created. So satan can go okay well they're probably thinking about this right now like for instance when i have prayed for something tragic that had just happened satan probably knows that i'm praying about that thing at the moment um and then he might try to use that to manipulate me and so i mean it's just something that satan is obviously going to try in all ways possible but satan doesn't know everything he doesn't know your thoughts so when you're praying to god through your head and in your in your head, obviously, um, he's not gonna be able to hear it. I mean, I, I know it does not
2: time. I like, and I don't even really think about it. Like, my,
0: my point here is just pretty much saying like God's will is going to happen no matter what. Mm-hmm. Satan's always going to try to take you down. No matter if he knows exactly what it is, he's always going to find something that's going to be able to tempt you or to deceive you or to, because, yeah, his main mission is to not let you get into heaven pretty yeah, much. And sometimes, on his side.
2: sometimes God lets Satan test us like he did with Job in the Bible. I find that so hard to understand. Satan went up to God and was like, yo, I don't think Job is actually a real one. He's just... He's only talking to you because, you know, you're giving him all the stuff. And he takes,
1: like, everything away. Like, that's that's really hard to understand. But that's, but God also knew what the end point was going to be since God knows everything. He knew that in the end that Job would be faithful and that Job would not have, or, I mean, Job would end up getting everything back and more. Um, So, I mean, God probably wouldn't have put Job through all of that if he knew that he wasn't going to be a faithful servant. I mean, sometimes... I don't know.
2: Yeah, I don't, I, maybe Satan can read your mind, but I think for sure the one thing he doesn't know is the future.
1: Yeah, definitely. But I don't personally believe he can. <clears throat> anyway. That's,
0: that's also the hard part. Like, doesn't Satan understand that God created him, that he has the more power than he does? I think he does know that. He just wants to get as many of his creation yeah. on his side before well, he it's too
1: late. Yeah, he wants to end up ringing is pretty much like pulling if you're if you're about to fall over like let's say someone like jokingly pushes you into the pool you're doing that little arm thing Mm -hmm. and then they grab you by the collar of the shirt and rip you in there with them he knows that he's already down there and so if he can just pull you down to make you suffer with him it makes him happier and you know it makes god sad too so that's probably his his motive i think satan lives out his life in order to just simply do everything against god and because I mean, he is it, evil. Yeah. I mean, it's sad, but that's sometimes the reality of it. Yeah. So here's my answer to the question.
0: Does Satan have power to answer prayers? And I think a lot of the time we, or people will pray for something, not because they, they like they ask God for wisdom on a certain thing. Right. And then God may answer that, but it's not the answer they want it to hear. So then they'll go, on Google or something and just type in the question and just find any, any source that justifies what they think. And that's almost Satan working within other people and other things to almost answer their prayer in the way they want it to be answered. Yeah. So they can justify what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of an aspect of that. When you justify your own actions with things that you, you know, aren't really true, but you, you deceive yourself in a way that they are true. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a way
1: that I feel like Satan can answer your, your prayers, okay. And so, this last one's not a uh, not a question. However, it is something that someone said after we did the uh, Nick Donald forty-four uh, thing, where it said like a, a Bible who uh, a, Bible. a Bible that's worn out typically, or like a broken Bible typically belongs to someone who who isn't something like broken, that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, this is another quote that we have. Um, who wants to read it? I, I can't see that far. I'll read it. Sometimes God doesn't calm the storm, but rather calms you during the storm. And yeah, so that all ties back to what we st- talked about at the beginning, which was trusting in the Lord, trusting in Jesus. And uh in the sense that God is someone who may not it may not always be easy in the world, but he's always there with you so long as you accept it. You know, sometimes the
0: storm makes it almost easier hmm because like we talked about this a lot like in China when you're being or when you're being persecuted in general So I guess that could be the storm It makes it easier to see both sides. It's like let's say if you ship in a storm It's being thrown around, you know, you have to keep that ship afloat to survive But when the when the seas all calm and stuff You don't mind jumping out of the boat and swimming in the water a little bit and jumping back in But when you're in the storm, you you're strong in what you believe in you stay on that ship And you control where it's going so
2: yeah, and I mean... And then you also dump out trash, like
1: Jonah. They literally threw Jonah off the boat because he was making yeah, the storm.
0: You, you take buckets and throw the water out that's not supposed to be on there, so... <laughs> yeah,
1: and so another one that I say with that is with uh, James 1, 2, which sometimes is a hard passage, to, like we've always said, to wrap your head around, which is, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And so that's James 1, 2 through 3. And that's something that's not always easy for people. Um, But you got to also understand is that your faith will probably drop off if you do not have somebody saying, hey, why do you believe that? Mm -hmm. Hey, why is this important to you? Because those questions, if you never ask them to your, or if someone never asks you them, you may never ask them yourself. And so you may not have the faith that you think you should. And so I think that's definitely something that's important. Not only is, is the storm necessary, however, we have to remain calm in the storm.
0: And the storm will happen. Yeah, the Why storm,
1: it's inevitable. And so we have to remain calm in the storm because that we know that God is going to make something good out of that storm. Yeah. If it's not
0: anything else, it's your perseverance and your trust. Whether, in that, God, be so. a, whether that
1: be a metaphorical or a literal term. Or a literal, such as Jonah's story, not yours. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, that's that's basically our answer to that question. We appear to not have anything else. I think
0: that's a good spot to wrap it up,
1: honestly. Yep. Yep. awesome. Definitely. Thank you guys for
0: watching. Make sure you go uh, leave some more um, reviews on the Apple podcast. That's been cool to see. Go yep. ask us some more questions on Instagram DMs. Mm. And uh, Thanks for watching.
1: As
2: always. Leave us questions. God bless you. I'm not going to kiss the
1: mic this time. <laughs> I already did it once. <laughs> yeah, the
2: cooking thing smells <laughs> good, babe. <laughs>